0: All right, so I was just here thinking, and I'm going to have to talk this out. <laughs> you know, as much as I want to ignore it and act like I didn't see it, to be fair to what I agreed to do under this project, I have to talk it out. So, you know, I love TikTok. You know, it's I find great content on there, and it's kind of like my I don't know. I I feel like it's a stress release for me, like a stress relief. But, you know, it can definitely be addictive, I think. I think sometimes I find myself just scrolling, 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 sometimes for way longer than I had intended. It's almost become like a reflexive type thing. And so the one thing that I notice is that every now and then, I will get something on my For You page that I don't want to see like it'll go. Th- so, my whole point is that I actually really don't want to interact with anyone right now. I don't really, I'm not even curious. I don't want to know what they're doing. I don't want to see their name, hear their nothing. I'm fine with being in my cocoon and, you know, transforming into the best version of me. And so, last night, I was like scrolling, 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 and I just saw a picture at first. I didn't. I saw the image first, I didn't read the words first, and I saw the picture. I think I like even may have even skipped over it. And then I flipped back, and it was a picture of my college roommate, and she was like sitting at a like a table, and she was like going, you know, flipping pages on a book. And I'm like, oh, and then it registers to me like, oh, she wrote a book. I saw the name, confirmed it was her. And then I think I scroll past it again. And then I scroll back and I put not interested. And, you know, and I think when I'm going through in my mind, like, why did you do that? And I think it's because to me, that's like the harmful part of social media. The harmful part of social media to me is when you're following people you know because people that you know are only going to put only going to post the good things that they want you to see. You know, so if you are not at your best version of yourself yet, what can happen is that you can become unwittingly influenced by what somebody else is doing. You know, it can start to feel like a race like oh, oh my god, let me get let me you know whatever. And then you can start making decisions based upon their priority. Like, oh my God, so-and-so wrote a book. Let me, get, let me, you know, whatever. So that's why I just routinely, as a part of my own process, I do not follow anybody that I know. I don't look on their pages. I don't research them. I don't look them up. You know, I kind of like indirectly know what people are doing via LinkedIn, but I don't really interact with my friends. It's just I don't I don't go looking for people. And I use it strictly for professional reasons. But when it comes to people's personal lives and their accomplishments, I feel like you know what. I have given myself permission, not to um, be curious about other people's lives, because this is my oxygen mass moment. Like. I will fully admit I have no more room for, for, I don't have room for anyone other than myself right now. That's, that's, I'm a, I'm very much acknowledging that and claiming it and giving myself permission to be okay with that. You know, it's like, I am removing myself from a path, a trajectory that led me to a ditch, to a dungeon, to a teeny, teeny, tiny mass, like just massive black hole is what I call it. Like my mind was collapsed. So in the process of rebuilding myself, yes, I've given myself permission to remove everything from my plate, but the things that I need to have in my life for my own mental health. Yes. You know, I don't have any room for anyone else. I fully admit that. And the way that I look at it is that You know, I can't be your friend right now. I can't be your support. I can't be your ear. I realize you may have issues. Maybe I did something to you that wasn't right. I get that. I'm just not able to deal with it right now. I'm very sorry about that, but that's a fact. Right now, I have to get myself together. uh, For the sake of my children, for the sake of my family. I just don't have any capacity for it right now. You know, and I know some people, some friendships may not recover from that. Maybe they're going through a difficult time where they need my support, my friendship. I get that, you know, and I'm like, all I can do is offer an apology because I just don't have the capacity for it. And I realize that there are some friendships that are not going to recover. And I get that. And I'm prepared for that sacrifice. You know, it's like I just am not able to put myself in a position where I can experience any any more challenges to my mental state. You know, I have finally come to realize that my ability to work, my ability to remain employed is dependent upon my ability to maintain my sanity. So if anyone who can't understand the connection between my decision to distance myself from pretty much everyone, so that I can go into a cocoon, reconfigure my mind, my life, state of mind, psychology, psyche, whatever you wanna call it, behavior, um, approach, analysis, whatever it is that I need to do to put myself in a better position so that I can provide for my family, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I apologize if that means that is to you, to the exclusion of you. It's just a consequence of my me prioritizing my mental health above everything else. And I, the way I look at it, is that the people who are supposed, when you get to the other side, the people that are supposed to be there will be there, and the people in relationships that were not meant for you, they won't be. And I'm, I'm very much okay with that very much okay with that. So, back to, you know, the image that I saw on TikTok. See, that's the part of TikTok I wish I could change. Apparently, they said from my contacts. I'm like, "Well, I want to remove my contacts or maybe I need to go through my contacts or something because I don't want I don't want people I don't want to see to pop up on my for you page." I don't. And it's not specifically her. It's it's anyone, but I would say it's especially her. She's one of the people I have absolutely placed in my unsafe space for sure, unequivocally. I think she's a person that will forever remain in my unsafe space, you know. And I think, yeah, I, I don't, I don't ever want to be around her. I don't ever want to talk to her again. I don't ever want to see her again either. And I don't, I don't think that's like an overly emotional decision. I don't think it's me being mean. I think. It is a decision based upon very specific facts, very specific circumstances, and I call myself making a very healthy, rational, educated, informed, reasonable decision not to want to have her in my life, you know, and and for me, I'm like, well, if you ask me, and I have a very logical answer, it's not emotional, I'm not mad, I'm not angry, I'm just real, You know, and I think once you, once you decide to kind of like cross over and be quote unquote real, you're no longer able to tolerate the relationships that were created when you were your avatar. (laughs) You know, I call it avatar because whatever it is, you weren't, you weren't you, you weren't being the authentic you, you weren't being the you that God put you here to be. So those relationships become really, really, really challenging. Some of them become impossible because you know that in order to interact with that person, you would have to morph into a character that you no longer play. You'd have to put on a mask that you have retired. You know, you'd have to. So because that person's image of you has been so, either villainized or caricatured or, or basically whatever it is, the image that this person has of you is so inconsistent with the person you are now that you wouldn't even, I wouldn't, under no circumstances, would I be able to interact with that person? It would be very jarring for them because my energy would be completely different So I just decide, like, why do, I I don't even want to, I don't want to put myself in that position and I don't want to put the person in that position either because I think it would probably be very confusing to them because it would feel to them that they were interacting with a stranger. I'm sure of that because the person that they're looking for no longer exists. So it's almost like I find myself wanting to warn people in advance. Like, yeah, the person you might be looking for is no longer there. So you get me now. And I think really differently from her. So, you know, I, it's almost like kids trying to give people a heads up, but my way of handling it is that I just don't put myself in those situations. You know what I mean? Because the one thing I know is like, talk is cheap. People just, just show and prove. And my plan all along is like, okay, this time I'm not saying anything to anyone. I'm not going to tell anyone my plans. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to pop up and be my best version. And that's what you're going to see. I'm not going to show anyone my rough draft, nor am I going to share my plans with anyone, you know, because I'm like, no, just do, just do it. You know, but I did want to put that in perspective because I think, you know it's easy even for your myself when you see something an accomplishment for someone you used to know or someone that you used to be friends with i think it's easy to feel the, the initial label is jealous or envy and i'm like you know what i challenged myself to kind of like think my way through that because I think you can sometimes even sell yourself short when you just say, "Oh, am I jealous or am I envious?" And I think for me, I'm like, you know what? Absolutely. Seeing her sitting there signing books, you know, and it was almost like the way she would, was doing it felt taunting to me. That's what it felt it felt it felt smug, it felt arrogant, it felt haughty, and it felt taunting. And in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Look past the surface, people. Look past the surface. Because I'm like, yeah, you know, on the one hand, you could see this accomplished woman who has written this book on her experiences or perspective on corporate America. That's a wonderful accomplishment. But in my mind, I'm like, my perception of her is so different from what her accomplishment represents. My perception of her as a friend and as a woman is not, you know what I mean? It's like I have my own personal perspective regarding this person. And I've given myself permission to feel the way that I wanna feel based upon my experience with her. You know, because I feel like a lot of times people think that and maybe if I myself was even in the same position at one time. You think if you could just get really, really successful, then it just kind of washes away everything else that you've done. And I'm like, thank goodness I know now it doesn't work like that. (laughs) It doesn't work like that for me to get to where I want to go. I had to take the journey, the odyssey. I went the long route and one thing i do know is that taking the long route i am grateful for the pack for the fact that the focus for me is no longer on my accomplishments it's on wow look at this journey i took look how it healed me look how it strengthened me look how it made me into a better person you know look at what this journey did to my soul. You know, look at what it did in terms of me as a human being, my humanity, my decency, my honor, my integrity. Look at what it did to me. I came out infinitely better than than the woman I was. You know, so I feel like I will always have that. I will always have that. And I feel like, Having that at the core of my journey makes me feel proud of that without having to give life to how I might feel towards someone's accomplishment. You know, it's like I think it's a human response to feel jealous or envy, but I think it takes work, it takes deep and profound insight to force yourself to think past the surface. Think past the surface. Think past the surface, you know? Because I think in the past, I had been attracted to people's appearance. I had been attracted to people's perception of success. I had been attracted to people's positions and titles and this and that. I have, I've been that person in the past. To me, that is the path that led me to my worst case scenario. My worst case scenario. So having put that whole trajectory into perspective is what has allowed me to create my best case scenario. That's the journey I am on right now. I am on a journey of defining and then um, displaying the best version of me. And I think it's because I am on my best path that (coughs) allows me to be less influenced or actually not influenced by other people's um, external uh, representations of who they are because I lived that experience and I know that those external perceptions 99.9% of the time, well, first of all, they never tell the entire story. They can't. They're a little snippet of someone else's life. But the other thing I know is that those external perceptions are false. Those external perceptions are false. You know, obviously, it's not the entirety of who that person is. You know, so I think that I have learned not to be influenced by what people are showing you. I learn to dig way deeper and I learn to trust what I sense about people and what I feel and I resonate with someone's energy. I resonate with people's energy. It's like I can feel what they're thinking. I can feel who they are. I can feel the energy they're giving off. I can feel all of that and it allows me to almost like create like a little image. It's almost like green, red in terms of good, bad. It's like, it's that simple for me. Are they a good person with good intentions or not? And it's like, it's either green or red. And I would say for the people that I currently know, the people that I um, basically, the timelines I created when I was my diminished state, all of those people are in red. Every single one, they're red. You know, because I'm like, I don't even know who you are. The reason is because you don't know me. I don't know you. You don't know me. You knew a version of me. And guess what? That version of me no longer exists. So I've given my, per, myself permission to kind of like re-meet people. Like if we cross paths again, great. If we don't, we don't. And I'm fine with that because I trust the laws of the universe. And I believe that if we were meant, if our paths were meant to cross again, then they will. And I am prepared to retire those relationships where that are not led back together by virtue of my the intention I place upon my life right now. I know I met you when I was on the other side in my diminished capacity, and I no longer want to. I don't want to. I don't want to live that life anymore. I'm living my best life, and as a consequence, I only want to—I want to interact with people that I meet from this day forward, because I believe that if our paths are meant across, the then they will. Okay, thanks for listening.